theyeshiva.net. Uh, they say that Tzamach Tzedek says that he has two and a half chassidim. Uh, and the half they said was Reb Hillel, because he was a half Rebbe. So I heard from Rabbi El Khan once, at a Fabrengen with us. He said, it's not like people think he was a half of him was a Rebbe. It means he was so bottle, he was so ibigigabed, he was so uh, loyal. That he became a Matthias of, uh, like we say, Eved Melech Melech, right? <laughs> That's what I heard. Like the real concept of Bittal is that the thing, like we spoke from the Rosh ones, that the thing that gets bottled assumes the quality of that which it's bottled to. You yourself become, you become a conduit for it. So he was called Rebbe because he was so uh, dedicated. Yeah, says a maimah from Reb Hillel, yeah. But it's the derech of the Alter Rebbe, the derech of Chabad. Yeah. Reb Hillel wrote many maimarim. They're printed, Pelach HaRimayim, Sefer called Pelach I'm sorry, what do you ask? Yeah, Reb Hillel wanted to meet the Alter Rebbe. So what happened was, he would travel wherever, he wanted to go see him. But whenever he came, he heard he's coming somewhere. He came to the city, he left already. He came to another city. So he realizes that there's a here that uh, he can't see him. He would, whenever he would go visit him, whenever he came, the Balatanya left already. So he went to another city where he was going or he planned to go, and again he wasn't there. He left. So he decided he'll do it. He'll be a little aggressive. He found out his plans beforehand where he was traveling. He went there. He found where he was staying, and the bedroom where he would stay, and he went. And he hid under the bed. He hid under the bed. And he thought this is already, uh, we call checkmate. What is he going to do? He'll come out of the bed. Is he going to go to a different room? This is what he decided to do. <laughs> he was a big gun, a very big gun. Already had a bar mitzvah. He knew Shas Paskin. He was a huge, he was also a big makubal. He prepared a kasha in Maseches Erkin. Yeah, he prepared a question in Maseches Erkin. Maseches Erkin, we just finished it in Dafya, uh, not just, but, uh, I mean, a few days ago, Dafya, me Maseches Erkin. It's not an easy Masechta. It's about, uh, Erech means value when somebody says that, uh, I want to give your value to the Beis Hamikdash. I want to give your value. I want to give the value of my child to the Beis Hamikdash. I want to give my value. It's Maseches Erkin, how you estimate it, what you give, how you, what if you don't have the money, etc. There's a lot of complex halachas in it. He prepared a question in Erkin, in Maseches Erkin, to ask of something that was bothering him his, uh, his whole life. The Balatanya came in <laughs> and sat down wherever, and he used to speak in a niggin. So he starts speaking, and these are the words. He says, As a young man, When somebody, a young man, has a question in Maseches Erkin, first he has to, Evaluate himself, who he is. And he fainted. <laughs> he heard this, he fainted. And, uh, when he got up, it was already, he already was, already, it was after the Satoida, it was Lachamais, he left already. And then he realized that, uh, 
Hashem doesn't want him to see him. So he heard one Torah from him. There was This was it. He said yesterday that uh, he couldn't find him wherever he went to try to find him. So he heard his one vart, and that was it. He never saw him, he just heard him. About Tanya passed away, he became very close to his son, the Mittler Rebbe, and then his grandson, the Tzamech Tzedek. And in the world of Chabad, he's considered one of the great teachers. Yeah, sometimes you're not to, certain people, you're not supposed to see for whatever reason. He had a different uh, shlichus. He heard, he heard. He's under the bed. Now the Rebbe said, Before you start asking questions in Erkin, you should estimate who you are first. That was it. He heard the voice and he fainted. The Lubavitch Rebbe once made a siyam on Erkin. Alpinigla, a regular siyam, a hadrin on Erkin. He finished Erkin. He made a siyam once. I think it was Yitas Kislev. So he said over the story. So he said a very deep word. He said, what's, st- it looks like Stamdal to Rebbe. Before you ask a question in Erkin, you have to estimate yourself. Before you ask a question in Chulin, you have to become Chulin. I mean, why can't you ask a question in Erkin? You ask a question, you ask a question. I mean, a person should always uh, evaluate himself. So he said, the truth is that Erkin is a very fascinating mitzvah because it's generic. It's based on age. It's not based on anything else. So the erech of Moshe Rabbeinu, the, val- the value of Moshe Rabbeinu and a simple illiterate person would be exactly the same. As long as it's the same gender, same age. No difference whatsoever. How can you say it's, uh, how can, I, so, so the person who gets Arab Hillel was a godel. So how can you say my value and his value is the same? So he said, when you have a kasha in Erkin, you have to first be yourself, Myrich. When you'll evaluate who you are, you'll realize that there's greatness in every person. Some things you have and some things another person has. He says, that was Doimik. It wasn't a stomach, You should go, Erkin, Erkin. When you have a question, how can it be that we're on the same, uh, page? We're not. This one is Rashaykhim Shaftechim and this one is Shaykhim. You have to go be Maidich yourself. If you're a very honest person, if you go, you, you'll see that it's not, uh, there's Milas and the other person that you don't have. Just like it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, also, both ways, yeah, yeah, both ways, yeah. Yeah, there's a chizik to you also. You could find yourself things. Yeah, it's a avart, When you have a kashin erkin, you have to be able to uh, be maidich yourself. The Mishnah says, Be humble in front of every person. So Balatanya asks, you be humble in front of every person. There's certain people you could be humble. Certain people, you're not humble in front of them. <laughs> Why should you be humble in front of them? You happen to know them. Why should you be humble? So he says, you know, You always have to ask yourself, if you were in the other person's shoes, if you grew up like them, if you had their nisyonis, you had their challenges, would you not stumble in these areas? I may have done exactly the same thing, maybe even worse, I don't know. In other words, as long as I don't have your battles, I can't sit in a throne and feel holier than thou. You may be wrong, but the judgmentalism doesn't have a, doesn't have a space. And then he says even more. He says, "Look in those areas where you have a similar battle, and ask yourself. Though you don't have a battle in that area, right? Person tells me he's addicted to this and this. I don't have an issue with that. It's not my. But those areas where I do have a struggle, do I always prevail? So you know, it puts it it puts things in perspective. Al tadenes chaver chachat agelim kaim." 
Alright. You're not going to reach a space. So this is the Masechta Erkin. The Masechta Erkin. <coughs> which comes before Tmura. Now already the Dafyami started Masechta Tmura. Do, do Halzach by Tumur and Tara is good. Huh? So can't the people that got killed in the plague, they really, they all had the same, uh, <coughs> the up and did something. And yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's also differences, but there's an akuda in which the erich is the same. And then there's also a deeper idea, besides what I said, that there's a certain etzem, the etzem, which is always the same. The core of a Jew, the chelik elikami mal, that's mamish to say. We always say, right, the Rebbe used to say, you have a minion. You have nine Moshe Rabbeinus in a room. You can't say Baruch <laughs> Can't say Kaddish. Nine Moshe's in a room. Yeah. <laughs> you have ten schleppers. <laughs> he didn't say the word schleppers, but I'm saying you have ten schleppers that are not Moshe Rabbeinus. Suddenly, you can be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim. Nine Moshe Rabbeinus have to wait for the one Balagola to come in. In order to do it, well, what's going on here? Because there's a nakuda atzmist, there's an essential nakuda in Ayid where Moshna Beinu, the highest Jew, and so to speak, the lowest Jew, it's not higher and lower, it's one thing. It's one nakuda. <clears throat> Even though, of course, there's also differences, and there's a concept of covet, and there's a concept of Yira, and there's a concept of Mayurabach, Mayurashamayim, etc. Okay. So, the Medrash Rabbah in Shmois introduces us to a fascinating concept. Usually, we're under the impression that when there's pain, there's sin. It's like a correlation. And you have an expression in Gemara, Ein Yisurim Balayavon. So, if there's pain, there's some type of, uh, some type of sin, some type of transgression, some type of violation. Something to cause it. Adam died because of the Chet Eitzadaz, and so on and so forth. So Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, I look through Sefer Bereshis, and I see before every event, you tell us what happened. Sefer Shmois, no. Pain without any preceding event. No guilt, no sin. Doesn't even say one Pasek that the Jews did this, the Jews did that. In fact, they did nothing. All they did was they were successful. No, that's not a sin. It says at the end of Ayigash, Vayichi, they were successful. Vayifru, they, they were successful. They settled there, they did well. Yaakov had 17 years there. Pari respected them. Yosef was their brother, he fed them. These are their names. They settled. Yosef and his brothers died. And suddenly, out of the blue, Paroi turns anti-Semitic, whether it was a new king or an old king who changed, the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel, that Rashi brings, whether Melech Hadosh is literal, or it was just as edicts were new. But the bottom line is, suddenly there's a genocidal plan that he develops against the Hebrews, as they were called, the Ivrim. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, what is going on? Matsinu Einsham Veloi Chetam. The Einashanatachet. What's Hashem's response? You don't know me. <laughs> you think you're speaking to Elikim? Let me introduce myself. 
the Lashon of Medrash, less dain, less inun elerachemen. You're busy associating me with Midas Adin. You see, Mamish, in this Medrash, two Yusoiders that we often speak about. Sometimes people accuse me that I invented these ideas. And here it's Mamish explicit in the Medrash. Number one, that very often people don't know God. They have to get to know God. They have a certain impression. And number two, that people always think that everything is associated with guilt. Something happened, what did the guy do? What's the sin? It's not always so simple, it's not always so obvious. Even if there's something, <laughs> who knows, you have to be, you have to be a Navi to know. But sometimes there are things that are bechlal in a different calculation, a different gedden. Of course a person always has to try to fix himself and yifashpish b'maysev and repair his ways and make a cheshman nefesh and so forth. But the easy correlations, you know, you sin, this happened, sin, you did it, happen, is, is, especially in today's generation, we'll see later. The Mishnah says, Ein biyadeinu loy mishalvas harishoyim v'loy miyisuriyat sadikim prekayavas. Ein biyadeinu means, in our hands we don't have any understanding of the serenity of the wicked and the pain of the righteous. Ein biyadeinu. Why doesn't it, what do you mean? They did some sin. Because sometimes there are cheshboinus and calculations that are beyond clear-cut connection. A person sinned, the person suffers. Now, that's what the Medrash brings out here. And Moshe can't understand this. I thought it's Midas Adin. Hashem says, no, this Golis is a different experience. It has nothing to do with what you're used to. Judgment that's coming as a consequence of previous actions. Ani Hashem, it's not Elikim. The question was, I posed at the end of this year, how did the Medrash... As all Madrashim, somebody I saw wrote a comment yesterday, but where did they know that I was speaking about Madrashim? All Madrashim obviously are part of Torah Shabalpah. Torah Shabalpah means the Torah that was transmitted orally. Orally. And that itself, there's different types of Torah Shabalpah. There's Torah Shabalpah that was Mamish transmitted orally. There's Torah Shabalpah that the Tanoyim, the Amirayim, or the Rishonim deduced from the text of Torah. It's also Torah Shabalpah. You have what's called in halacha, halacha l'moishim isina, that tefillin should be black, or that tefillin should be square, or that the strap should be black, right? Or that a, uh, on a pH hadr should be an esrik. No, no Jew ever argued about this. Nobody ever brought a, per, a cherry to sukkahs to shul. It's called halacha l'moishim isina. It was part of the tradition. It doesn't say anywhere in Chumash that tefillin should be black. It doesn't say anywhere in Chumash that you put tefillin on the muscle of your left arm. It says in Chumash that you tie something as a sign on your hand. No? How do you know what you tie? It says you write something on the doorpost of your home. So if I would read Chumash and I wouldn't know anymore, I would go to the doorpost of my home and I would write a few words on it. Take a pen and write on the doorpost of your home a few words. Shema Yisrael, whatever you have to write. That's a mezuzah. It's lachem panasa. Yeah. Put in a fire alarm, whatever. Uchsaft means to write. No, so you say no. You have to have parchment, and you have to write a parsha and put it on the. The answer is it's not made up. Torah befirusha nitna. The Rambam says in Agdama, Torah was given with a pirush. Without that, the text of Torah becomes meaningless because from six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs, you can count on your fingers, on your two hands, you can count the mitzvahs that are understood without commentary. Don't do malacha on Shabbos. I would say, 
Sit in, sit in one place. Don't carry, don't schlep tables and couches and benches. But that people do Shabbos. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Every, there's almost no mitzvah. There's almost no mitzvah. Sit in a hut for seven days. Okay, I would say a hut is a nice gazebo without a roof, right? A hut. Sit in the garden. Or have a glass, glass roof, whatever it is. I mean, it says sit in a hut. How am I supposed to know what it is? Besukah So any... With, with, when you dismiss Teresh Pei, you dismiss the whole Torah. People, there were, there were all the shittas, the tzdukim, the kroyim, even in our generations, Jews who said, Teresh HaBekzavye. Teresh HaBekzavye is the rabbi's, uh, the rabbi's shtick. It's the intellectually dishonest. The whole Teresh HaBekzavye doesn't make sense. There's not one thing you can understand clearly without what's tefillin, what, what shah, go through any single mitzvah, Yom Kippur. Afflict your soul. No, so maybe we should give each other lashes on Yom Kippur. Afflict your soul. What is afflicting your soul? Maybe you should go to therapy on Yom Kippur. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So if you don't, if you say the document is worthless, Khalilah, fine. But if somebody is saying, no, it's a real document. God told the Jews how to live. So it's a mockery. You give me a document, a constitution, and I can't understand a, a single mitzvah what to do. Even a bris. It doesn't say where a bris should be. <laughs> Maybe you should cut off a piece of the nose. Doesn't say where. Huh? <laughs> so that's Teresh about Pepashit. Rambam's ex- expression in his Akdama to the Yad is. <clears throat> where does it say? Rashi says, huh? He says, So we explain, but that's already <laughs> after you know where Mila is. <laughs> But he doesn't say why. Who says it's connected to that? Once we know the bris, we explain because it was a chayfet shal mitzvah. It's all post. That's also Tershabal. <laughs> the two become very close. My point is that that's why the idea of Tershabal is not based on stam faith and trusting somebody. If if a person understands Tershabal, it has to come. It's not just understanding the mitzvahs, even the nekudas. Torah doesn't have doesn't have nekudas. There's no vowels. You don't know how to pronounce a word. Loisevashel gedi. I give an example. Bachalev imoy. I would say loisevashel gedi bechalev imoy. Don't cook a goat in the fat of its mother. How do you know it's the milk of its mother? And you know what that would mean? Cheeseburgers would be kosher. So you can't mach Imagine cheeseburgers would be kosher. Today they have mach, uh, the fake ones. But the real thing... So we say, uh, we say, no, it's bachalei maybe it's bachalei etc., etc., many examples. So that's why the Gemara says in Shabbos about Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet, the guy came to Shammai and he said, Hillel, I don't know, I only want Teresh HaBiksav. So Hillel said, no, Shammai threw him away, Hillel said, fine. Taught him Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet, the next day he taught him the opposite. He said, yesterday <laughs> you taught me this way. So he said, even for the alphabet you have to rely on me. Even for the alphabet, you have to rely on me. <laughs> so you think you're going to have a Tereshim Aksav without Tereshim Aksav? It's going to be a joke. Ah? Avada, what does it say about shechting? Nothing. <laughs> you should shecht an animal. Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Maybe it's a stab. Yeah. Vidilma biznovoy. Shecht an animal. What is that supposed to mean, shecht an animal? And he says, like I commanded you in Parshas Re. Where did he command? 
From there is one of the Hechachas, that there was an oral message. I commanded you to shecht. There's no, never, never a commandment to shecht. Whatever, there's endless examples for this throughout the whole text. So that's one element of Teresh Shabalpa. Pasha, that was transmitted. Transmitted. This is in terms of Allah, it's also in terms of Agada. Whether it's stories, homiletics, mystical ideas, spiritual ideas, and so forth. One is called Nigla, one is called Pnimius, Kabbalah. Madrashim, Agada. There's another element of Teresh Shabalpa, what the Chazal deduced. They excavated from the texts. Lekamid, it says, Lekamid, the Lerimizah, Baradizah, the Gemara says in Tainus. Nothing is not hinted to in Torah. They learned, they studied. They are the Yudgimel Midas Shatar Nidrashas Behan, right? The 13 formulas, the 13 methods that Moshe Rabbeinu gave Klal Yisrael, how to work with the text. Kalvachayim, Gzeir Shava, Binyan Av, Klal Prat. We learned the other day, Davar Shahayab, Klal Vyotzim, and Klal. All these method, methods we say every morning, the 13 methods, these are the formulas of learning. You have in another Medrash, Lamed Beiz Midas, another 32 methods. So they can use these methods and deduce from the text many new halachas about situations that the Torah doesn't discuss because things come up constantly. Is electricity allowed on Shabbos? Is IVF allowed? With all these types of things constantly come up in every generation. They have to, you have to use the previous texts to deduce and so forth. That's another element of Torah Shabbat. But over there, there could be debates. Because people have different minds. That's why you have so many debates. And the Torah says, Achirabim Lahatas. The same is true in Agada, in other aspects of Torah. Medrashim Agada. There's that which was transmitted. There's that which was deduced. So Medrashim have all these types. But you always have to understand, and this is critical when people learn Medrash, where did they come up with this? So you could say, Stama was a tradition that was given over, a story that was given over, that Moshe asked this question, perhaps. Or, Sometimes you look, you study the text well, and you look for the pnimius of it in terms of Haggadah, but you can't understand what the Medrash is saying if you don't understand the connection. How is this part of the story? It's not Stam, somebody decided to say a nice vart that becomes Medrash. It's a cute vart, it's a cute story, it's a cute insight. We gave a few examples yesterday. So now let's see how he explains it here. Uba Emes, yeah, we're holding page Hey. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight lines from the top page. Hey, the line starts, Ledibur kosh shomidus adin. Yeah, the Medrash says, He answered, Vayoymer al-Vani Hashem shomidus arachim. Ube-emes kavonas ha-medrash letaritz kol adiktukim anal shomiparshazu. Really, the Medrash is answering all the problems in the text. All the dikdukim, all the questions that were raised. In the beginning of this parik. In the text of the end of Shmois and the end of Aida, all of this is being answered by the Medrash. Hainu, what do I mean? When we learn Chumash, not everybody, but many people, they learn Chumash, they don't take the text seriously. It's another Pasuk, another Pasuk, another Pasuk. But really, any serious student, you have to, you have to, uh, look at the text of Chumash and just see it. Just look at it and let it impact you and let yourself become curious about it. How it's written. What's written. What are the messages? You know, we read Moshe came to Hashem, said, Why are you doing this? 
And why do you send me? Then a new Pasuk. And from when I came to Paroi, you made it worse. So he asked, isn't this redundant? He already said, And apparently his question is not Stam on Golis. His question is, why now? Why now? Even worse. Because he says, why did you send me? Because from when you sent me, it really became bad. And then he repeats the same question in different words. The answer has exactly the same problem. Hashem says, Now you'll see, it'll all be good. You'll see what I do. Okay, great. He promises him, what was, was, from now will be good. Okay, so you said that, fine. Now starts a new parsha, a new vayidaber, even though we're in the middle of a conversation. When you're recording a conversation, you don't say. So he told him this, and then he spoke to him and told him this. You're in the middle of speaking to him. A new conversation. First thing is, Ani Hashem. And then a whole mice of Eidel of Ramel Yaakov, Bekel Shaddai, Shindalid Yudish, Hashem, which as Rashi explains, what is he saying? They never saw me authenticate my promises. They never, Yashem Yudke Vavke represents Nemon Lashalem Schar. I am trusted. I will do what I said. They never saw it. I promised, but I never delivered. Hiftachti Veloy Kiyamti. And now you're going to have it done. Again, the same thing you just said in the last Pesach of Shmois. The bigger question is, or a similar question is, you didn't answer Moshe's question. Moshe asked, why did the Gullahs become worse after you send me? So what are you telling him? Now you'll see. That's not an answer. You called me and you said, I want to redeem the people. I can't deal with their crying. I, my, 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 gam shamati, I, it's, it's, it's bothering me. I want to redeem them. I'm sending you. Moshe said, don't send me. They had a whole argument. Seven days in Shmois. Hashem said, as they say, he promised him the world. I'll go with you and I'll make you speak and I'll be successful and they'll believe you and everything will be good. And it seems so rosy and beautiful. Finally, the Rebbeinah Shlelem is getting involved and then push comes to shove. Pare says, we're increasing the burden, we're increasing the slavery, we're increasing the torture. And the Jews are now screaming at Moshe that God should judge you for what you have done. It's a big shayla. You're telling me this gu'ula, I come and I speak about gu'ula, what happens? More gullus. And we understand, that we can understand a little bit of this question. It's not just a technical thing. It's a real stab in the back, kivayachal. Because you don't want to talk about redemption, don't talk about redemption. But you're promising me things are getting better. You send me, I go into the fire, I go into the lions, then I promise the Jews there's going to be gula, pocket, pakadati, and they believed me, they trusted that I'm coming from God. And what do they see? What do they see? A much bigger korban. What does that do? What does that do for Amuna? What does that do for the relationship with Hashem? What does that do now for the future redemption? What happens next? When Moshe comes back now a second time, Leishamuel Moshe. They can't hear him. Here we go again. You know how many times, you know the story with crying wolf, right? How many times can you cry wolf? You cry once, you cry twice, you cry three times, everybody runs. At some point, they're not going to accept it anymore. That's what happens. So Moshe is screaming. It's not just a personal thing. So what does Hashem tell him? Now you'll see. <laughs> that you could have told me, that you could have told me when I came to you, now you'll see. That's what I'm asking. You said now you'll see before, and it didn't, I didn't see. I saw the opposite. Where's the answer to this? This is what was bothering the Medrash. The Medrash doesn't ask all these questions. The Medrash just tells a story that Moshe took Sefer Bereshis and took Shmois and started to compare them. 
somebody asked in a comment I saw, what do you mean Moshe took Sefer Bereshis? Where did he have Sefer Bereshis to took? I don't think the Medrash means literally he took a printed art scroll, Mekrois uh, Gdoilus, Sefer Bereshis. The title, this is all before Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. There was no written text yet of Sefer Bereshis or Sefer Shmois. The stack of Sefer Bereshis means that Moshe looked at the, at the ideas of Sefer Bereshis, at the history of Bereshis, at the stories, the narrative of Bereshis. It doesn't mean, I don't think it means he looked at the text. Medrash uses these words, but you have to always understand the context. That's the answer to the question somebody uh, asked it. I don't think somebody in the class, yeah. Reb Moshe. Not this Reb Moshe, Ananda Reb Moshe. Huh? No, no, the Reb Moshe who writes comments. So, um, yeah, that's why I mentioned yesterday that Medrash Rabbah has a different interpretation also, which he mentions here, Bekitzer, Vayidabri Alekim Al Moshe, Biksha Midas Adin Livgoya Moshe. The Midas Adin wanted to harm Moshe, that he spoke like this to Hashem. Rashi also says, Vayidabri Alekim Dibri Toikoshes Al Sha'am Alamare Yosef. He was very harsh with him. And later Rashi brings the famous Chazal Chava. He said, Chaval al da Abdin Velamesh Takhim. I miss the others. They didn't complain like this. <laughs> they never said Lama. They did. What a pity on those who were lost and they can't find them anymore. The others. So it says, But then, huh? They didn't live with Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Moshe still did it. And the Torah records that he did it. Hashem complained and Moshe did it. And the Medrash Taka says, Piksha Midas Adin. But then Hashem said, what is he complaining about? He's complaining about my children who are suffering. Midas Adin should not affect Moshe. Midas Arachamim should affect Moshe. What is he screaming about? What is he screaming about? He's screaming about the pain of, of my children, the pain of the Jewish people. So Fakert, Ani Hashem, everything was transformed. So it was very courageous for Moshe. So the Medrash, and that's just what we spoke about, filling the gaps, or giving the music, the plain notes, the harmony, you know, filling all these gaps. Such a Medrash is not in a vacuum. Okay, there's a story now that Moshe took Bereshus and took Shmois. It's actually giving the full picture. It's giving the full flavor and taste and luster of the story. The Heichen Matzinu Remez B'Torah Shashol Moshe Tamal some of the Medrash Rabban now. How could the Medrash deduce this? Where do you find even a hint in Torah that Moshe said, why are the Jews in Golas? They never sinned. The Medrash here has a whole drama. Moshe says there's no Golas without sin. I know the Eitz Hadas, I know Kayin, I know Mabel, I know Dara Flaga, I know Zdoim, I know Esav, I know Yishmol. Fine. I never saw such a thing. Jews are being subjugated for no reason. Where did the Medrash see this? The answer is the Medrash actually saw directly in the Chumash. Because if not, Moshe's question is redundant. It says, Moshe comes back to Hashem and says, Why did you make this nation suffer? Then he says, why did you send me? Then he says, and from when I came to Paroi, he made it worse. 
The Medrash is telling you this is not redundancy, it's two separate questions. Vayashav Moshe Lashem, he said, Lama Lama He was not asking why now it became worse. That he's going to ask soon. He's asking a question, Lama Lama Think of the actual words. Lama, why did you bring such evil to this nation? That's it. What's the meaning of this question? Why? God knows. He's saying, why? I don't see a logic here. I don't see a sequence of events here. So the Medrash is saying, what do you mean you don't see a sequence? So he explains, look at Bereshus. Bereshus, you see a sequence. There's a cause and there's an effect. There's a source and there's a consequence. There's an ila, there's an alu. There's an, what do you call, antecedent and a... Precedent. No. Okay. Yes. Antecedent is before, no? No, no, no. I know a little English. Okay. There's the antecedent, which happens before, and then there's the ramifications, the toitzah, the results, the consequences. What happens subsequently? But lama ariyasa, vaz, vu, ven, doesn't say a word. Then he says, and <laughs> How do I come into this? Why are you sending me when I can't even help? This is the introduction to the second question. What's the second question? Not why was there a gallus. But when you're already bringing Gula, there's even a stronger gallus. So when you speak about this, the conversation was really about. Yeah, perhaps you could put it in the, perhaps you could put it in that way. That the Medrash is not quoting a, verbatim conversation in these words. The Medrash is, is revealing the depth of the conversation. What is behind Lama Reyes Lama Zah? Before that, Moshe wasn't involved. You know, he grew up in Paris Palace. He wasn't having conversations with God. He wasn't invited to the table. He was a fugitive. I mean, we have to remember, not everyone is having conversations with God and God is answering, right? So flagrant until then he made him hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this question number two. Valzanemar not talti, safe beratious. That's what the message means. I took beratious, I looked, I see me, there's a din. I get it. There's a din, there's a dying, there's a judgment which comes for what you did. Here I don't see a midas I don't see justice. Din means justice. Judgment is based on justice, tzedek, tzedek. Achakach shol sheleshniyah, umeyaz basi, el parei ledaber bishmecha, hatzel heira lomazeh, vahatzel loyitzalta samecha. Chuli, hainu lama besoif agolos, kshemisoyre nagula nasa agolos betoikif yoseh begachmiz, viruchnis. Why is it? The golos is already coming to an end. There's a iris of Gulam in the world, in Egypt, by the Jewish people. What happens now? You would think there would be relief. Now the Gullus becomes much more intense. And when it means more intense, he says on two levels, in Gashmis, on a material level, and even on a spiritual level. Kemavur because of Tevin ain't As they tell Parai, you're not giving us straw anymore, which means the slave labor increased, which means the beatings increased, as the Chumash describes at the end of Shemais. Beruchni is gamke. Loihoya bechol ariches mana galus hester elikus kozeh. 
Throughout the whole Golos Mitzrayim, godliness wasn't concealed in the way that it was concealed then. The extra chutzpah of Parai against Moshe. Moshe revealed for the first time the name of Hashem. Hashem said to redeem, to let his people go. And Parai uses and defines him as a lie. As Pari says, They have to work harder. They shouldn't turn their heads to lies. What are the lies? Moshe's lies. What were the lie of Moshe? Communicating Hashem's word. At this moment, Pari wants to deny completely a reality of godliness. Pari says, Nirpim atem nirpim. They're lazy. They're lazy, good for nothings. And that's why they're saying, we have to go worship God. People who don't want to work, use God. And he says, As the uncle says, means you're a bunch of batlonim, lady gayers, pustyakas, as they say. Huh? You ever heard that word? Paskudnak is something else. Pustya comes from the word pust, which means empty. You're empty. You don't want to do anything. You're a batlan. Batlan means you want to nullify all work, all labor, all effort. So what do you do? God, religion, have to go learn, have a holiday with God. What holiday with God? There's an economy to sustain. Pissam and Ramses have to be built. And he says, this is the time of Alta Pikursim. Sha'imrim, they always say this that Kedele Hinotzel my Earl Malchus and my Earl Derecheretz, Alkain Boydim Medaitam Inyan Malchushamaya. It's our words. People want to get rid of, they want to, the religious people want to get rid of Earl Malchus. They don't want to be loyal to the government. Earl Derecheretz, Derecheretz is work, business. Derecheretz means engaging in the way of the land, which means Building an economy, working for a living, they're not interested in the yoke. So what do they do? They create a fictional idea of a new malchus, some kingdom of heaven, literally a kingdom of heaven, not on earth. Go disprove it. Go disprove it. They promise you paradise, purgatory, but nobody ever came back. That's what that Nobody ever came back. It's very easy, I tell you. You do this in this world, in the afterlife, go prove it. A contemporary of this person was another Jew. He was baptized, but he was a Jew. And he said, religion is the opium for the masses. Those words. Basically, you need an opium, you need a good drug. You don't want to... Karl Marx. Mamish a contemporary, 1860s, 1850s. His manifesto was published the same time that this was said. Huh? And Russia, always, the, you know, the Russians, uh, the Russian intellectuals. <laughs> I'm saying he affected the Russians. <laughs> so he says, what's Pari saying? The, 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 the words of Pari is nirpim artem nirpim. So the uncle says, batlonim atem batlonim alkein atem oimrim nelcha nizbuchal Hashem Your whole relationship with a God is only coming because you're trying to get away from real life. You're trying to live a fictional life. You don't want to work. 
You don't want to be dedicated. This is Pyrrha's excuse for increasing the burden of torture and love and, 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 and hate and, and, and oppression. In this case, the same. Medrash is a part of Agada. Or Agada is part of Medrash. Yeah, yeah. This attitude towards Hashem you don't find throughout the Golas of Mitzrayim. The first Parai, who uh, placed Yosef on the throne and made him the prime minister of the country, he was Moida. He expressed, he acknowledged Elikim. He tells Yosef, after Hashem notified you what the meaning of my dreams are, so you should become the prime minister and you will run the whole economy and the whole country and so forth. But here, Parai says it's Sheker. It's Nirpim Atem Nirpim. God is just an invention of Moshe. He calls it Sheker. So he says here, the Golos becomes much stronger in Gashmis, but also in Ruchnis. There's two types of Golos. There's the material pressure, and there is the spiritual concealment of all truth, also a part of Golos. And both things become intensified in the negative after Moshe gives the message of Geula. This is a second question. Yeah, that's the Shechinta Begalusa. The Shechina is in Golos. Completely in Golos. So this is Moshe's Taina. It's already finishing. The light at the end of the tunnel is already visible according to you. There's a Hisairus of Gula. And then the Jews look around and what do they see? The opposite. That's what the Medrash is saying. If that's the case, now we understand why there's two answers. On this Hashem answers, The first thing he says is, now you're going to see. Pirish. Ata. The word is Ata. Now you'll see. Ata Dafka. Now that the concealment and godliness has become more intense to the point that you can't even fathom it should become any worse. It's a parallel here. Now that you're in a gullus that can't get worse, so to speak, there's going to be now, precisely now, ata, ata, now there will be a revelation of godliness that can't get better. Achakola clippers is battle to the point that all of the clippers, the shells, the husks, the cover-ups will be nullified. They will all acknowledge and become subservient. In the presence of Hashem, as Hashem says, now you will see that with a strong arm, He will expel them. He will send them away from His land. What's that with a strong arm? He will do it with the full intensity. And it will be the Yad Chazaka of Hashem also. Because he will have, they will have to acknowledge Hashem. Then comes a whole new explanation. The two questions of Moshe are being answered in two different conversations. That's why the post splits it up in conversation. It's even two separate parshias. One is Shmois and one is Veda. First thing he says is, Atasir, you want to know why this happened now? Now you'll be able to see the Gula. There's something about the Gula that can happen only now when this new concealment was added. So you're saying, 
How, when we're already talking Geula, why are we back in a worse Galos? So he's saying something very deep that's going to be developed. That sometimes what you're seeing as the worst Galos is part of the Geula. It's because we're speaking about Geula that this happened. Because this is already the good news. Now you ask the question, how does Bechlal, this whole Galos happen? There's no sin. You're thinking Elikim. And you're trying to understand, why am I not being a faithful judge? love. No, you have to get to know me. It's a whole different Misa. That's the question. That's the answer to the big question about Gullahs in general, not only about this particular point. Yeah. That's the word Atatir. It's not just now you'll see. It's like you're telling me what's going on. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Now you could see. Now there could be Gula. Because this part of Gullahs is already the beginning of Gula. That's what happened after this service of Gula. Now that there's a Golos, Shein Lamata, or the lowest conceivable Golos, there could be a Gilia Lekus, a revelation of godliness, Shein Lamayla Imanu. They had to collect the straw and all that, yeah. That's why they couldn't listen to Moshe. So Moshe was experiencing despair, like, so it's all over, like, so, if when it's getting good, it's bad. It was a Yiddish Alet. His name was Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> I don't know if I should mention him in a Shia, but, uh, <laughs> so he used to say, and let's say he used to say, the Ebrist of it health, you know, producer, he says, the Ebrist is a health and five of us a health. You know, God should help. Everyone says, God will help. He says, yeah, but I want God to help before he helps. <laughs> right? So the Malika Yiddish Alet's on us. The Ebrist of it health, and the Ebrist of it five of us a health. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu looks and says, it's going to be hopeless now, I'm going to come back again. So that's what he's telling him, that it's not that way, you don't understand. Atta Sirin, Atta, now you'll be able to see the Gula. This is not a chilek of the Gula, this is a chilek of the Gula. Obviously it's not the the culmination of the Gula, it's still the the, it's the dark side of the moon, but it's like what we you would call maybe Aschalte the Gula. This is, this is, this is the, just the introduction. He's going to explain. It all has to be explained. <laughs> okay, very good. You're saying you're crushing the grapes, and this one is saying, why are you destroying such good grapes? And then they, and then they taste the wine. And then they taste the wine. You invite them the next night for the party. You say, those are the crushed grapes. Huh? What? It sounds like that person, you have to get invited, but every Jew is invited. Yeah, yeah, Avada. It says there'll be a sud of Yayin HaMashumar, Yayin HaMashumar, right? Levyasin and Yayin HaMashumar, huh? The wine that's uh, that's protected from Sheshit and Mebedeshis. Okay, we'll be Mafsik here. Well, 
these kind of usurum call already had once before, we have to have to and then there's an asterisk, but he writes later, he says, I realize now that what I wrote about these usurum is only the usurum that happened until early 1940. Wow. I'll send it to you. I have this in my book. It's mamish. The Eish Kodesh. Reb Kleinim is Kalman of Pia Setzna. Hashem Yen Kim Damai. You're right. Mecheni Nama Sifracha. Shekayach Reb Moshe. Lama Yomru Hagoyim Ayena Elekeyem. And by the Miraglam also, he says to Hashem, they're going to say that you took them out just to kill them. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.